Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Tracy B. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. This week we talked about the princes in the tower. Uh, I think I have said before that I find episodes on royals where everyone has the same name and there's just a bunch of intrigue. I just, I find them to be very frustrating. Uh, But I chose to do The Princes in the Tower because somehow in my head, I thought there would be less of that and that I would get to focus more on the princes. And that was incorrect. Uh, Instead, (laughs) there was a lot of intrigue and only four names in use in the entire episode. There's Richard and Edward and Henry and Elizabeth, and that's pretty much all you got to work on. And boy, did I just mess up uh, Edward and Richard in the outline a bunch of times. Writing this episode took a full day and a half longer than it should have, and I had a really hard time. Uh, I know for a lot of people, myself included, living through a pandemic and also multiple other intersecting social and political and climate crises has made it really hard to concentrate. So when I was not done with this episode in time to record it on the day we were planning to record it, I was really like, is this pandemic brain or is it just that there is too much Edward and Richard (laughs) and it's taking me too much time to hopefully correctly sort through it all? It can also be a layering of all those things. That sure could. 
every time we do an episode like this, I once again thank my lucky stars that I am not part of any royal family that might have such intrigues. Because who wants that life? Whew. Nope, not me. There were a, a lot of different sources that went into this episode, but there were two books in particular that were like the actual whole book-length books. One that seemed to me written clearly from this perspective of someone who thought um, Richard III definitely did not do it, and the tone of it was almost angry that anyone would ever believe that Richard III had done it. Like, it would have these passages in it. This was by Dr. John Ashdownhill, but it would have these passages in it that were like, and this was totally normal medieval precedent, and anyone who thinks otherwise does not know anything about medieval precedent. And I was like, whoa, okay, uh, I should have also another book just to balance out this perspective. <laughs> and so the other book was just called The Princess in the Tower, and it was by Alison Weir. And uh, that one took a more neutral perspective, but also acknowledged, like, there are a lot of people now and were a lot of people at the time that thought that Richard III stole the throne. Right. And a, th- a thing that's still kind of, like, stuck in the back of my head about that one is, like, I, as a 46-year-old adult human being, have lived through multiple incidents in world history where everyone thought something was happening and that's not what was happening. So I don't really know that everyone thought Richard III did it necessarily means that Richard III did it. And after having picked through all this stuff, I don't know that I really know what the real answer is. There is just a whole lot of circumstantial evidence, though, that Richard III really did take the throne from his nephew. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? I I feel like with stories like this, where people do get very attached to it, it becomes a matter of faith. And like, I believe this. Here is my, here is how I substantiate that belief. But like you said, we're not ever going to know. There's no there's yeah. no certainty, particularly because there is so little that we know about what was going on in the tower at all. Um, th- there's just really, pr- I mean, listen, the second I say we're never going to see it, see it unearthed at the end of the year, but they literally found Richard III's remains under that car park. Right. So you never, ever know, but it does seem like, you know, the odds get longer every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I should also note that there, like, there are two different questions. One being, did Richard III usurp his nephew? Right. And the other being, did Richard III order his nephew to be murdered? And those are, like, two different but interconnecting Mm -hmm. questions. Also, we're not putting it into the feed as a Saturday classic for various reasons, but there is an episode, a full episode, about Richard III in the archive. It's one of the first episodes that you, Holly, were ever on, uh, and it is from when they found the remains under the car park. Yes. um, That talks a lot more about Richard III and how a lot of what was written about him during the Tudor era makes him increasingly evil-seeming and physically grotesque from those writers' point of view, mm-hmm. which makes it hard to then to weed out what seems, like, factually correct versus what seems more like uh, trying to make the Tudors look like they were definitely the correct people to be on the throne. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too, right? There is a level of unconscious bias, even in measured and well-researched 
histories. So even people that aren't necessarily even aware that they're positioning things based on a presumption, whether that be conscious or subconscious, of guilt or innocence or question marks, will still inform that text as they write it. So it makes a whole other layer of untangleability because it's somebody else's psychology that they may or may not even be aware is impacting their work. So, yeah. (sighs) Unless the time machine gets built in a hurry, we're not going to (laughs) know. We go back there. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure that would be where I went. (laughs) No, probably not for me. Although I do love, you know, uh, other not so much about the royalty things about like that era of history, but you know, it's probably not the first place that I would go. Um, I am glad that we did an episode on the princes in the tower because now it's done and I don't have to do it in the future. <laughs> That's perfectly valid takeaway in my book. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business, and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day, seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if everyone's being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, 
you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This week on the show, we talked about Olivia Ward Bush Banks, which is a name I stumbled across and had never heard it before and immediately was like, I want to know more about this person who has this combination of like social worker and teacher and speaker and activist and tribal historian for the Montauket Nation, all of that. Um, And I really had concerns about whether I was going to be able to find enough information about her. I do not know how many uh, feet of documents are in the library at Tulane, but pulling together the information um, for the, the episode took a lot of digging and reading PhD theses, which are not... You know, I don't normally spend a lot of time reading PhD dissertations for the show. That's just not typically one of the sources of information, but it was this time. (laughs) And little did you know that you were stumbling onto a super angry-making thing. Yeah, I, the whole part about the Montauket Nation's land being stolen and then the New York legislature passing legislation about it three times and Cuomo vetoing it three times. Uh, If we swore on the podcast, that part would have been all swearing. Um, I did not find his rationales for vetoing the legislation to be acceptable. What were they? Well, one of them was something along the lines of, I haven't really reviewed it yet. And I was like, well, then review it. That's literally your job. And one of the one of the vetoes at one point it was sort of referred to the uh, I guess the New York State Department because there are genuinely complicated issues that that go on in the relationship between states and sovereign indigenous nations and the federal government and indigenous nations and like some of those things require some sorting out but it really seemed like he just kind of passed the buck on that. And then it didn't go anywhere after that, which is why it then was reintroduced as additional legislation. I was doing the thing where I like recap my my spouse on on what I'm ta- what I'm researching on the podcast. We were walking to the farmers market, and I was telling him this whole saga about uh, about the you know the dividing up of the land and the coercing people off of it. And he said, "Skip to the end. Do they get their recognition back?" And I was like, "No." And um, what he yelled on the street was also something we could not put on our podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, he said, well, now that is not governor anymore, like, will things change? And I was like, I honestly don't know. Like, I'm not versed at all about New York state politics beyond what I read researching this show about this issue. <laughs> I don't, so I don't know. Bills do sometimes get referred to committee and then kind of get kind of stuck there in pretty much all legislatures in the U.S. So it's like I'd question marks at this point. Right. Frustrating question marks. 
I also don't think I said this in the episode, but Olivia Ward Bushbank's great-granddaughter, who's the person who uh, compiled and edited the collection of her work that was put out in 1991, um, also an an enrolled member of the Montauket Nation. So this is clearly something that is still affecting a lot of people living today. Um, And greater questions and conversations about people who have both Indigenous and Black ancestry continue to affect people in multiple different Indigenous nations all over the United States. And there's a whole long history about that. A lot of it very complicated. So yeah, it's continuing to be relevant today. (sighs) A thing I 100% did not expect when I got into this episode Um, because it did not come up in any of the brief little biographies that I saw um, about Olivia Ward Bushbanks was the efforts to get the film Birth of a Nation taken out of theaters in Boston. Yeah. Um, Totally unaware that that had been part of her work at all. Um, But this was a huge movement all over the United States. And while I am sure there were some white people who also argued that uh, the film should not be shown. In large part, the, like, white communities supported it, and communities of color were like, this has got to stop. Like, this is going to harm people, Um, which then turned out to be absolutely true. Yeah. If folks are interested in more uh, more of Olivia Ward-Bushbank's work, That book that came out in 1991 is from the Schomburg Library of 19th Century Black Women Writers. It can be a little tricky to find uh, because it came out 30 years ago. (laughs) But it does have all of her work in there and uh, and discussion about that work. I I was not actually aware of this particular collection like, this particular collection specifically of Black women writers. But there are a lot of books in that collection. A lot of stuff that that was put out basically to to fill a hole in published knowledge. And as I was just skimming through the other books that are part of it, some of them are ones that are totally expected. Like, the first book on this list is Phyllis Wheatley, Collected Works of Phyllis Wheatley, right? I would expect that uh, to be... There are also stuff by Sojourner Truth and Mary C. Cole and Elizabeth Keckley. So a lot of, of books by names that I recognize, but also some, like, names that I've never heard of before. And so I kind of want to dig up a lot more of these women and see what I can find out about their lives and their work, um, because some of them were just not, not nearly as familiar to me. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Um, Eliza Potter, A Hairdresser's Experience in High Life. I'm all over it. I'm intrigued. So, if you'd like to write to us uh, about this or any other podcast or history podcast at iHeartRadio.com and all over social media at Missing History, it's Friday. Hope everybody has an amazing weekend, whatever is on your plate. And we'll be back with an episode from a Saturday Classic tomorrow and then on Monday with a brand new show. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter.